0: Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year for most of us. For others, it's a time where we're forced to put up with more of our family's crap than usual, and that friction can do serious damage to our Christmas spirit. That's what happens to Max after his cousins embarrass him, causing Max to tear up his letter to Santa and denounce Christmas. But someone else has heard his plea, the dark counterpart to Santa Claus, who descends on Max's neighborhood and wreaks Christmas-themed havoc on his family, forcing them to band together to fight for survival but nobody ever escapes the wrath of the Christmas demon, Krampus. I'm Connor Izagary. I'm Carol
1: Luget. I'm Colton Jenkins. And this is Filmgasm.
0: <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to a very special Christmas Filmgasm. I'm joined today by my esteemed colleagues who have generously agreed to help me once again unravel the legend of Krampus. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank Thank you for having me. It's an honor. (laughs) Yes, I am here. Yeah, we intended this to be a big old, like most of the team episode. Regrettably, Josh had a scheduling conflict. But you know what? We have plenty more opportunities to do that.
2: Yeah, Josh isn't even home right now. Yeah. Kind of scheduling conflict, he is off on a trip, so yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, yeah,
0: I had to flip a coin basically. <laughs> um, so let's get this out of the way. I have covered this film before two years ago on episode 114 with a former co host who shall remain nameless. Frankly, it could have been better, a little effort goes a long way. So, when I found out about Michael Doherty's director's cut of Krampus, it felt like a good excuse to redo one of our weaker episodes. And uh, yeah, a lot of stuff has been put back in the book. We'll end, we'll end it there. The amount of shots fired <laughs> in like in a minute. <laughs> oh it's, it's time to start being real.
2: It's like it's like a roast
0: is happening right now. Sometimes things just don't work out,
2: and you gotta you gotta you gotta realize that you gotta, you
1: gotta move on. Exactly. exactly. I've like
2: seen in Goodfellas, where you're leading this unnamed person to the room. <laughs> <laughs> have to click on what's happening it's too late oh no yep
0: (laughs) anyway i've got a i've got a stronger team now i've got options and i've got people who want to be here so congratulations
2: (laughs) i feel like at least one of those three items are true you guess which one (laughs)
0: well yeah some episodes we're going to do again because they can be better and i know they can
1: they uh they told me they're like you oh, know i want to be on a movie podcast and i was like you <laughs> i know but you know what
0: if that hadn't happened you wouldn't be here so you yeah know, that's where everything happens for a reason i guess <laughs> okay so before we get into krampus uh i've got two updates on the rewind pretty cool updates First, this one updates our bonus episode on Escape from New York. The writing directing team, known as Radio Silence, uh, has announced that their upcoming Snake Plissken adventure will not be a remake of the 1981 classic, but a continuation off of Escape from LA. It'll be similar to what they did with Scream. So, we're not getting a remake of Escape from New York. If this does happen, it's going to be Escape 3, which is very cool. And I really hope someone's talking to Kurt Russell.
2: Yeah, I think I, I, for me, it's the best possible option to do because yes. you i i wouldn't want this remade because of one obviously Riot russell has made it very well known he's not taking on this role and i don't blame it, him or any uh person in hollywood working because a very you know like scott eastwood was an example i bring up i understand not those those guys not want to take up their um their parents most iconic roles because that's just repeating what their their dad or their mom did it's not they want to forge his own path, and that makes complete sense. I get it. Um, so I wouldn't want that. I don't think anyone and then outside of him, anyone else could step into those shoes. So I, was, um, I was talking to Josh about it. I was like, a lot of people forget, you know, when Escape from New York came out, no one expected that out of Kurt Russell. Absolutely fucking no one. This was a guy that was trying to break out of Disney for years. He did do the thing first with um, John Carpenter, uh, I believe. I think that was her first collab
0: not new york was that was 81 the thing was
2: 82 okay this was like their first thing to get or collab ah collab together tongue tied uh <laughs> first collab together no one knew you know he was just a disney guy and all of a sudden he gives us like one of the most immortal like fucking badasses of cinema we've ever gone and that was such like that was just, that was like a wow fight like holy shit um, so to me, I think the best I i agree with this option, like do go ahead, lean into the recall, the legacy sequel that's been the rage, lean into it, talk to Kurt Russell, if you can talk to John Carpenter, see if he'll be on board with it Um, and do a, a final hoorah for uh his take Old Man, Snake and then yeah, whoever you want to pass the baton to, you know, if that is an ideal they have in mind, get an, a new blood into it by all means, but give Kurt Russell, one last, you know, uh, rodeo, if you will.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Colton, thoughts? Um, my thoughts are, um, Escape Three already exists. It's one of the best movies ever made. It's called Ghost of Mars. <laughs> sure. So that's how I feel <laughs> about this. <laughs> no, you know, oh. I said, I, said uh, I think last time, um, you you brought this up. I'm always down for new movies. Um, but it's cool that it's going to be a, a legacy sequel. It'd be cool to see older Snake, I think, you know, kicking some ass, like what they're doing with Indiana Jones. It'd be cool if they did like a God of War type thing, you know, he's like bringing his son in, but he's like, you know, in a situation he's like training him to. Oh, I'm sure they'll, they'll do something like that. Yeah. yeah I, I, that, that's what I think would be really cool. But I'm not like, I'm not as big of a fan of those movies as you guys are. But that's because I watched them late. Yeah, um, yeah I'm down for
0: it. I'm always well, down I like, for it. I like that these guys have already proven their ability to take on an existing property and add to its, you know, its intensity with Scream. So if they're going to bring that kind of, you know, flavor and uh, effort into Escape from New York,
2: I'm I'm down to see what they got. Yeah, these, these guys have been consistently really awesome to me. Um, obviously, everyone now really knows them thanks to Scream. That was the big one. They're working on Scream 6 as we speak. Um, which, God, the, the numbering of these movies still now bugs me to this day. Um, that's yeah, a whole different yeah. thing. Uh, but before that, you know, when you look at, like, Ready or Not, which was a one of the most original, outrageous, like, awesome horror films to have come along in a long time for me. And then even before that, when they were, the work they do at VHS and um, Southbound, they were cutting their teeth on a lot of anthology movies. Like these guys have consistently proven to me that they know what they're doing. So I'm more than down for them to, to tackle this one and see what they do.
0: Yeah. So I. and that actually segues great into our, my next update, which updates our past episodes on Scream, Scream 2, and Scream 3. We got our first teaser trailer for Scream 6. Which is set for a March 2023 release. The film's going to take place in New York City with a new Ghostface hunting the survivors of the previous film. And if I remember correct, well, this isn't our first time out of Woodsboro, because I think three was in Hollywood. Yeah. So, but it is cool to leave Woodsboro, go to New York City and revisit Ghostface and also get back to the proper numbering.
1: So Scream Six, you guys see the trailer? Oh yeah, I did. I did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, right. I did not, but uh um, I like Scream. I like Ghostface. It'll be really great to see Ghostface waiting for the R train.
0: That's the trailer. It's him just on the Are subway. you serious? On the subway, and then like you know, they go through the tunnel and it gets darker, and then Ghostface is closer to them, then it gets darker again, and then he's right in front of them, and it's like, oh shit. And it's on Halloween, so there's like six ghost faces. Oh, that's cool as shit. Yeah, it's it's it looks neat. It's the same guys, and uh yeah, I'm excited. Dang.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Um it was a cool teaser, and then there's some interesting stuff they brought up that kind of happened after the, the ch- teaser got released. One being that Kevin Williamson has confirmed for everyone that Stu uh Mocker is dead. So oh, stop God. stop hoping for Matthew Lillard, guys. He is dead, but he is cast in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, so we're getting him in a horror film. What at some point? <laughs> um the what five nights at freddy's movies being produced by blumhouse no um stop it's happening <laughs> no he's been cast okay so you know <clears throat> okay sure I, I i will go see it i'll see it for him alone <laughs> <laughs> I, I will go huh. see it. but uh, <laughs> fair enough um so that that guy from also a very cool point was made out. The mask is all cracked up and stuff. And this, this, in the and the screenshot they released is very moldy, old, cracked up looking mask. And they said that's not arbitrary, that you will find out that will make sense when you see the film.
0: It's the mask from the first movie, isn't
2: it? It's, it sounds like some are being laid as to where this is heading. Obviously, they're going to be, you know, not saying anything. There's a luminous under that mask. <laughs> he dropped it.
1: <laughs> on the subway floor. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, no, I uh
2: <laughs> that'd be fucking great if he just tripped. And he's like,
1: shit. He gets up and his
2: mask. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Um, no, I like I like how in the in the in the fifth one that's just caught fucking scream. So now we got two screams. Um I like how you know they did the smart thing about playing it safe, you know, keeping it relatively safe and contained. And it sounds like based off what they've been saying with this new one and the teaser, it's like, okay, we played it safe with that one. We Got fans into a familiar spot to get them back into the sport. Now let's experiment. Let's go a little bit more crazy. Let's put even more of our spin on this, which I'm all down for. Like, you know, it was going to happen, you know, whether one day this franchise was going to continue to be Wes Craven, whether we wanted to or not. And I'm just glad that, like, these guys are handling it so well with, again, the fifth one being definitely a homage in every way, shape, or form to Wes Craven. And this one being very much like, okay, now this is our screen movie more than even five was perfect
0: yeah this is this is good i like this i like something new and this franchise just keeps on giving you know we've had pretty much consistently good movies this whole time so you know i mean to an extent you know a lot of people don't like three some people don't like four but
2: everyone's pretty uniform on the rest of them yeah and even then like three like i'm i'm, I'm on the mindset that four is actually really good um even with the instagram filter effect that seems to run throughout it um and three is my least favorite, but even then, like compared to least favorites and other franchises I love and are holding near and dear in my heart, I'll still watch Scram 3. Either yeah. I mean, like-
0: it's no Leprechaun Back to the Hood, but it is a
1: good sequel. <laughs> what I'm learning so much right now.
0: I'm just kidding, I just love that title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that movie exists. Uh, we're not kidding you, it, it exists.
0: There's not- Leprechaun in the Hood, and then there's Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Duh, da. duh,
1: da. yeah, duh. Da- <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scream movie is scream one because that is the only one i've seen oh the sequels actually are really good i think you'd enjoy those i have well, i have questions well colton okay. you
2: have until march 10th okay <laughs> I, I, will,
1: I will watch them all you know <laughs> this might piss you off but i have actually watched the first movie and then i watched the
2: tv show oh what oh wow okay I'm sorry can we edit that part out later and post? That's right. I didn't like it. I watched it because I was in the mood for now, torture. You know, now now you sound like the rug. I didn't like it. All right. It, <laughs> I may have watched it all three seasons. I did not like it. No, nope. I, I just watched the first season.
0: <laughs> well, um, Scream 2 is good. Scream 3 is okay. Scream 4 is okay. Five Cream was great. And Six Cream looks good too.
1: Why? Um, I just have a question about the the lore. Okay. Um, why are there multiple Ghostface masks? Did the killer not make that mask? Because I don't think
0: he. Bu- in the first movie, it was like just a a ghost mask you buy at the store, and no. then the of the first movie become infamous. So it becomes like a Halloween costume. So people are dressing up as the Woodsboro killer, and that allows Ghostface to you know use that to his advantage because it's a new killer every movie. Who's got his own reasons for wearing the costume and take and killing people?
1: But, yeah. but they, kill, they they kill the same people, go after the same people. Yep, every time. <laughs> but like why?
2: Because because the first three especially, well, first four are like all connected to like Sydney's past. Yeah. Um. So that's why they keep going after like that core trio, plus any new supporting characters they put in each sequel. Um. And then like yeah they yeah like like Connor was saying they get away with it because there's it in the universe of Scream the the events of the first film are turned into what they call Stab. That's the name of the, the movie series within Scream. So it called Stab and that's how they can get away with having them keep getting the mask and the outfits because they're merchandising for the Stab series. Which on like, by the time you get to Scream 4, they're on like Stab 7 or 8. I'll yeah. imagine you go to Spirit Halloween
1: next year. What's on the shelf? Jeffrey Dahmer glasses.
2: dude. Possibly. Honestly, <laughs> i know look like screen first it just to be like another layer of meta to go with it but now based off i mean grant i'm saying this as someone who did watch the entirety of the the dommer show um so good were,
1: hmm? so good by the way
2: it was oh actually my- really good i will say yeah. that and judge me all you want people online but i actually quite enjoyed it um I would not be surprised how people act that yeah. You yeah. go in spirit Halloween, there's like a Dahmer, a fucking costume. Would yeah. not fucking shock me at all.
1: Mm.
2: So it are, are are the movies goofy? Because that's the vibe I've always gotten from them. That they're like they they maintain the, the tone of like the first one's tone is maintained mm. throughout the entire series. Yeah. So they're all pretty tanky. They deal with like you know the rules of a
0: horror movie, but it is a serious horror movie. Yeah. There's just moments
2: of like meta joking throughout. Yeah. Mm. And each one, each one deals with a different type. So, like, Scream 2 obviously deals with sequel rules. Scream 3 deals with trilogy rules. Um, Scream 4 kind of del- – they kind of dove into, like, reboot stuff, even though it's a continuation. But reboot New Millennia, the new the new age of horror at the time with the torture porn era going on. And then Scream 5 dealt with legacy requel. That's actually where I got the term requel. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing until Scream said it. Um <laughs> And it deals with that, so each one does deal with like certain aspects of the horror, especially with franchising. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll watch them because I like again, um, I like the aesthetic of the killer. I like campy shit, so I'll I'll check it out. Yeah,
0: they're sweet. Yeah, we we got a a big thing planned for Scream Six on Film And when that comes out. We're going to do Scream Four, so that'll be an opportunity for us to kind of revisit the Scream franchise and all that. So that yeah, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Um, so before we get into the movie, let's discuss the origins of Krampus. um uh, what? So, what do you guys before you saw this movie? What did you know about Krampus, the Christmas demon?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fucking idiot, and I always assumed that Krampus, like if you were a bad kid, I thought Krampus was the one that visited your house and gave you coal. And then I watched. Um, do you know the show Grimm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched that and there's an episode with Krampus where he like kidnaps children and then like ties them to a tree and then like fucking eats them. So I thought that's what Krampus was, which I'm, I don't think is far off. (laughs) Um, But I, I always liked the, the idea of a demonic Santa Claus, but I never understood like, is it Santa Claus, his like evil form? Is it his brother or is it like, does he live on the South fucking Pole? I don't know. Like, but uh, but this movie, I did I think does a really good job of giving him a backstory without like spelling out his backstory, which I I like a lot. So yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. How about you, Caleb? Uh, you're gonna be surprised. I knew Jack Shadow about Krampus yeah. before this movie. Um, uh, most I like again. I know I mentioned before growing up in a very religious household. I knew about Santa Claus. I knew everything about fucking Santa Claus and Jesus and everything related to the Christmas holiday with that. didn't know shit about Krampus, so this film was coming out and kind of right before it, other Krampus related stuff was starting to really take, get popular and come out more often. And I was like, what is Krampus? And all the time I was like, this sounds awesome. Why don't we do this? <laughs> yeah, only
0: the Germans could come up with evil Santa Claus who will torture you, like kill your parents and torture you to death if you misbehave on Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. Is your kid being bad? Beat the shit out of them for the demonic Santa Claus. Yeah. What's crazy is that it's accepted that they have a Krampus Day. Like they, oh. the whole country celebrates. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Oh,
0: yeah. It's Krampus you is a new thing
1: in Europe. Like hang their children upside down on like
2: upside down crosses outside on the front yard. What the oh, fuck? What, what do is you Krampus see like? Do you see the beauty of when you live in a country that doesn't give two shits about religion quite like America does? Oh, I wish have more exciting I'm not holidays. holidays.
0: <laughs> more exciting holidays. Yeah. Christmas has a has an edge to it in Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I found this article uh, two years ago on SmithsonianMagazine.com that talks about who where Krampus came from, the, the origins of this weird ass <laughs> Christmas demon. Uh love it. Europe,
2: God bless you. Go on.
0: <laughs> so here's basically the, the deal. Um historically. Krampus comes about December fifth. That's Krampusnacht. Uh, tagging along with Saint Nicholas, apparently Santa's there too. I don't know why he's out on December fifth. Just letting they're Krampus terrorize. Yes, yeah, it's, it's their pre-Christmas bender. It's, yeah,
1: they're they're drinking. They're like, hey, you want to? I was gonna say fuck some kids up, but That's... let's break out the nog and whip some little shits. How does that sound?
0: <laughs> Come on, Nick, let's do this.
1: And then at the end of the night, Santa Claus yeah. is yelling at
2: Krampus. He's like, Krampus, stop! Don't do that! I I love the idea of Krampus and Nic- uh, um Santa just being roommates. And Mrs. <laughs> Claus is just stuck dealing with this shit between them.
0: I picture it like, you know, he's Santa's deadbeat brother who shows up like once a year and he's an asshole, but they're family so he can't do anything about it. And he's just like, yeah, you can stay for a few weeks. Just don't eat the elves. He's
1: Fred Claus. <laughs> he's still- Basically, yeah, it's Fred Claus. <laughs> I, I'm like just that. gonna put this out there. Fred Claus is. <laughs> I'm being serious here. Is legitimately one of my favorite Christmas movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in a very long time. I remember
2: liking Never. it. It's been a while since I've watched it.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll check it. I'll break it out this Christmas.
2: <laughs> maybe. I did have myself for a nice little Christmas horror weekend for well the two shows. and I also had the 4K recently. I picked up the recent uh, 4K release of the original Black Christmas. Oh my god, that sound and look beautiful!
0: I'm holding off. I think I'm gonna watch that on Christmas Eve. Uh, so this is what Krampus does on December 5th traditionally. He visits houses all night with Saint Nick. Remember, in Europe, Saint Nick puts candy in the uh, wooden shoes of good kids. That's like you know, you put your shoes out, yeah, and yeah, and uh, birch twigs in the shoes of the bad. So if you're bad, you get some sticks. If you're good, you get some candy. If you're really bad, Krampus. uh want to fuck you up. <laughs> he comes in. He beats the kids with birch branches or stuffs them into his sack, takes them to his lair to torture them and eat them. Apparently there's a scale here.
1: <laughs> he beats I, them with, the, with birch twigs? Yep. Santa Claus is setting him up, dude. He puts birch twigs in the shoes, and Krampus like, "Thanks, bro," and beats the shit out of the kids. Room. Basically, yeah, he's giving him the ammo.
2: I mean, hey, Krampus, this one, this house, come on over here, bud. Got
1: like, the sticks man. ready
0: for you. Cindy gets candy. Johnny gets the stick.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, holy shit!
2: <laughs> I Dude, I, I look, I as someone who like, like this is keep this in mind. I am a single, childless, now thirty year old man kids can be shits so like having a country that's like look we're not playing this like you're special bullshit like if you're bad Krampus is going to eat you so you better be good you little shit how's that sound it is hardcore it's it's not even like he's gonna
0: hurt you it's like he's going to kill you and it's gonna be scary like he's he's gonna swallow you
2: whole and that's it what are you going to do, Mom and Dad? I'm going we're going to make a new baby. What the fuck you think we're going to do? I'm <laughs> going to make popcorn and watch. <laughs> yeah, I bet the
0: parents are like, this is gonna be an interesting night. It's like you know, that whammy game. It's like, you know, you either win the money or you get a whammy. <laughs> In this case, whammy is Krampus killing you with a stick.
1: <laughs> I think Krampus goes to the parents first, knocks on the bedroom door, and says, like, Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm here. Um, which which room is it? Okay, you guys want to watch or something? Do you guys want me to go full force or like not all the way? How you know, just I, mean, take, I love I love
0: like Krampus who's just like you know, he's done this for a thousand years and it's just that <laughs> So are you gonna watch or
1: like oh I, doors unlocked? All right, uh should take about 10 minutes. Is that good? God, dude. The the parents are hiding in the closet with a camcorder like they're watching a fucking,
2: you know, like a cuck situation. Like Get <laughs> out of box. <laughs> Instead of milk and cookies for him, they have like fucking beer.
0: (laughs) There's like the old German beer stein and like a schnitzel.
2: Yeah, Yeah, bro, that that's his thing. Like he's like, wait, you guys don't have that? I'm not eating your kid. Like I'll come back, but you better have that shit ready. Like (laughs) there's one
0: thing, you leave out beer and schnitzel for Krampus. He won't eat your kids.
2: Yeah. You just, I love that. I don't like him in negotiations. Just like, all right, so like, I'm gonna go up there. Beat him a little bit. Do you want me to eat him here or whisk him away, torture me? Like, what do you want? And he, he's just like looking at the kitchen. He's like, I'm sorry. Hold on. Do you have beer in the the snitchels out for me? You don't. Oh, well, what you got to do with that shit for another year. I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so apparent. So
0: Krampus is supposed to be like, you know, the dark side of Santa Claus, He's, you know, every good has an evil, that kind of thing. Uh, According to uh, some Smithsonian scientists or historians, uh, it taps into kind of a subconscious macabre desire that a lot of people have that like Christmas is too sweet. It's too nice.
1: There's got to be some darkness in there, (laughs) which is pretty fucked up. I love it. Keep going. I mean, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Christmas Carol because it gets a little creepy in there so i don't know maybe yeah every- and traditionally yeah traditionally like in the in the christmas song like you know he's like you know scary ghost stories they used to be told on christmas it was
2: it's a tradition so
0: yeah christmas has always had a dark side to it
2: yeah, yeah. i i think i mean america being america probably was the one that commercialized it and make it lighter and also had a whole heaping of capitalism into it and materialism and whatnot um but yeah like i look i know you're wrong i do love christmas i do love my we've talked about before i love my christmas specials but yeah i like that little edge and that darkness too my favorite recent ones that came out this past month um were violent night and fucking christmas bloody christmas like yeah i quite enjoyed the one that had david Harbour kicking ass as santa claus and also the one that had a killer santa claus robot fucking people up and apparently killing a kid on camera i was not expecting that part I want Violent
0: Knight 2 to be David Harbor versus Krampus.
2: Like, I really want that to happen. Crossover. What if no, what yeah. if it's a versus that's like his secret weapon? Like, if, if it's something that he can't even handle, he's like, I gotta get my brother to
0: help. He's bleeding to death in Afghanistan and he's like, I need backup. He's like, open the open the gates. <laughs> and like, they open some that, giant, oh my north God. north pole <laughs> prison and Krampus comes out. <laughs> that would, would be, be terrifying.
2: <laughs> Mrs. Claus, are you sure you know what you're about to do? Open the gate, and it's
0: also David Harbor, just like way more fucked up. <laughs> um, so I thought this was cool. Krampus's roots have nothing to do with Christmas, they date back to pre Germanic paganism. The name originates from the German Krampen, which means claw, which is great. Apparently, um, he's the son of the Norse god of the underworld, underworld. hell. He's
2: literally the
0: son of hell.
2: <laughs> this is awesome timely, uh, <laughs> too, because I'm apparently playing God of War Ragnarok, which shows with Norse mythology. So Krampus could show up in God in the next God of War. I uh, do a God of War Christmas special.
0: I want a DLC where Kratos, like Atreus, tries to teach Kratos the true meaning of
2: Christmas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I would actually love that. I had a, I had a quick sign out and I guess slight spoilers for so you haven't played the game yet. I had such a laugh when like Atreus is trying to sneak back to like the the dwarves' house real quick after it has been realized he's been missing for like two days because he met that giant lady he's into. Mm-hmm. And I love when he's getting ready to go through the realm and Kratos just pops up like, "Any dad and is like, where have you been for two days?" <laughs> it's such I was like, "Ooh, Dad, Kratos." Coming in hot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fucking great game. Uh,
0: In the 12th century, the Catholic Church tried to banish Krampus celebrations because of his resemblance to the devil. They were like, this is too paganistic. Can't be doing that. We own Christmas. Uh, It tried to, uh, in 1934, the uh, Austria's conservative Christian Social Party tried to also destroy Krampus. Didn't work out. Krampus keeps emerging as a much feared and beloved holiday force because nobody wants their evil Christmas taken away from them.
2: That I respect. I do respect that. And if anything, this just kind of shows a lot of my B religion and that they are just trying to take the fun away from everything.
1: Yeah. Haven't they seen the animated Santa Claus is Coming to Town? You can't destroy yeah. the Christmas spirit or the Krampus spirit, <laughs> no matter how much you want to. Christmas
0: doesn't come from you know, gifts and
1: <laughs> yeah. lights. It comes from a
0: child-eating demon forcing his way into your house. Cause it's from fucking rage.
2: Christmas <laughs> Christmas doesn't die tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so the annual festival of child hunting Krampus takes place on the 5th. Krampus knocked happens every year where people dress up as Krampus and chase children and leave birch twigs and shoes and run amok and get wasted and just have a grand old time in the streets of Europe.
2: I was like about to say a the pictures. Core... Hmm? I was it's about to like... say the pictures I've seen of this, they look like they're having a great time.
1: Yeah, for sure. What were we saying, Colton? So it's the soft core purge.
2: Basically, yeah. Jesus.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Like every kid on like, on the, on, you know, 1130 30 at night on December 4th, they start sweating. They're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Mom and dad are up. They're getting ready, dude. No.
2: This just gets every like parent in Europe's like rocks off. They're like, oh god, here we go. Dad I is go sitting in this all room
0: year. with a big stick just going like slap, <laughs> slapping it <laughs> into his
1: hand, <laughs> psyching oh. the kids out. Have you seen have you seen uh series of unfortunate events with Jim Carrey? Yes, yeah. Remember when they like they're at the reptile dude's house and they open the door and he's sitting outside he's like, "Do you have a hall pass?" That's what happens on December 4th at 11:30. Think you're like, "Fuck, dude, are they out there?" They open the door and their dad's sitting there in the rocking chair with a fucking machete, Krampus mask on, ready to go. Oh. <laughs> Shit. I
0: have some German family. I got to ask them if they if they celebrate Krampusnacht. I got to find out.
1: Well, you're still alive, so no. Well, I mean, I guess you're. I guess you're not a kid anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I now I get to hunt the kids.
2: There you go. Yeah, you survived the soft core. That's me. For- <laughs> the police. I do.
1: You know what's that? Oh, if, wait, It's Krapis knocked. Don't worry. You
2: know <laughs> what's sad? If we ever tried doing this in America, you, you'd have a Karen so quick. A Karen so goddamn quick.
0: I would. I would initiate Karen knocked where we just kill all of them. <laughs> be
1: great. There
0: you go. I don't think anyone would protest, except for the assholes getting killed. But we don't want them.
1: <laughs> uh, so oh,
0: no. the big concern lately, in you know recent years, has been like, are the kids getting scared? Is this causing too many nightmares? So that's how they're trying to get this taken away now. Is you know complaining to officials that this is scaring kids at a time where they right. should be happy and cheerful and frosty right. and all that shit.
2: I hate any what about the children argument because it's never actually about the children. It's about your inflated ego, you piece of shit.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so yeah, that's Krampus. He's a Germanic pagan demon who they somehow managed to
1: force into Christmas and he never left. I, every good has to have an evil, but like the Easter bunny doesn't fucking have this. Like what what I'm like sure the the evil the evil tooth fairy if you don't brush his if you don't brush your teeth instead of leaving a dollar under your pillow he just fucking punches you in the face and knocks your teeth out. I of mean,
2: but it doesn't need to be an evil tooth fairy because uh your your teeth will go against you if you don't decide not to take care of your teeth that's fair. your teeth will do the job for that like they will take care of business later in life
0: they <laughs> did to happen as really falls where like a kid sees the tooth fairy and the tooth fairy is like you know you're not supposed to see me and like kills the child or something like that.
2: It's like the Tooth Fairy is a monster. It's it's not a very good movie, but yes, it exists. Um there's also uh it's an anthology film, but there is an Easter segment in it. So no. there there is an Easter segment in and I think it's called Hol- I think it's Holidays What's the name of the movie.
0: Is he like a rabid badger or something that's right. like just
2: I haven't
1: seen it. Your dog haven't... or something. Oh, Donnie Dargo. There we go. Oh, Frank,
0: there you go. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, funny. I all right. So that was Krampus. Let's talk about
1: the movie now. From my question:
2: hmm? the movie Krampus. I'm the movie not Krampus. be confused with the legend of
1: Krampus. Yes, there's a movie called Krampus. Guys, I watched Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm not prepared. <laughs> well, hopefully you can fake your way through it.
2: <laughs> Until you make it. Um.
0: So my question is pretty basic. Um. So Krampus has a cynical edge to it. You know, it opens with Black Friday shoppers destroying each other for, you know, discount rocking horses and shit. And the movie very much is like, takes Christmas as this fam- familial obligation we all have to suffer through once a year, just cause. And I'm like, okay, ouch. <laughs> it's not exactly elf. But um, I was wondering, what are some other Christmas movies you guys like that have this cynical Christmas
2: is bullshit edge to it? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is another big one. Uh, with uh, Killer Santas, um, Christmas Evil. I recently on the Christmas special of Joe Bob watched one called Don't Open Till Christmas. But this guy had just does not like Santa Clauses and is <laughs> killing them constantly. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: delightful. Um. I watched for the first time in a very long time this uh, past weekend, uh, Bad Santa. Which I hadn't seen in a very long time. I forgot how fucking hilarious that movie is. It's so funny. And it's all about just, you know, everyone in that movie is an asshole. He's just robbing department stores on Christmas Eve, just screaming at children. Like, there's that scene where he's in the, like, you know, the cat, the food court. A kid walks up to him and he's just like, I'm on my fucking lunch break. Just <laughs> screaming at this kid. <laughs>
2: no I'm not fucking Santa Claus
1: <laughs> the I don't know I don't know if you'd call it cynical but the, the first thing that came to mind when you said that honestly don't mm. laugh was how the Grinch stole Christmas no yeah yeah I can yeah I, I, can do that. I don't know because I, I,
2: I, uh, <laughs> I agree
1: with the Grinch's views not because I hate Christmas I'm actually like Buddy the Elf in Christmas it's my favorite holiday I kind of go nuts but also, um, I
2: saw a Christmas tree earlier when you moved, and uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I got I it. It went up on Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving, um, well, actually, the first day of Christmas is the day after Halloween. Uh, Thanksgiving is just a nice little break, just so you know. Anyway, not, I agree not with not the Grinch,
2: works, but okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with the Grinch. Um, I don't want to get all gross and disgusting on here, but I mean, it, it's not about the gifts, you know, you, you know, spend time with your family. I think it's weird, especially in this movie, how it's like, oh, you have to force yourself to be happy. But I don't think that's a very healthy mindset. I think you should just let it happen. You don't need to put on a shelf for anyone, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, you, you you surround yourself with people who, you know, make your life better. You give presents to people who you, you know, want to give presents to. You, you make Christmas your own. And I I, I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah like i don't you know i draw a fu- i draw a line between blood and family for sure there's a yeah. lot of people i'm related to i never fucking talk to
1: yeah i'm i'm very lucky the the every time we celebrate christmas it's always family that i don't fucking hate hmm. um but i understand that people have that but i feel like um i don't know i kind of agree with um I fucking forgot the the dad's name in this movie. Adam Scott's character? Yeah. Um, He's like, um, he's like, maybe the point is to like, when he says something along the lines of, the point is to find common ground, which I kind of get that because, you know, it is, okay, let's put all the bullshit aside. Let's come together. It is Christmas, but don't, don't force it. If you fucking hate part of your family, it's not healthy to like surround yourself with them. So,
0: Well, I feel like our generation is the first generation to do that—to just like cut the dead weight when
1: needed, which I like. I I wish more people. Yeah, this movie really points that out, and it also like points out that, like Caleb was saying earlier, Christmas has become so fucking based in like capitalism. It's pretty fucking disgusting. And I, I saw this article a while ago, and it was like, um, do you remember how Christmas felt when you were younger? Uh, It's because people were it's be, okay what did it say it said basically christmas felt that way when you were younger because people were making it happen around you but now you have to put out put in the effort to make that happen and nobody wants to fucking do it anymore because everything is more expensive people are realizing that i don't want to surround myself with toxic people so i think i don't know christmas should be a time when you have to push all that bullshit aside and allow yourself to be happy I don't know.
0: I agree. I, yeah, I'm, I want my holiday, you know, experience to, to be cheerful because the rest of the year is a fucking nightmare. And I want, you know, if I'm going to have to go to some, you know, relative's house I never talked to and just be berated for, like, political views for three days, like, I don't want to do that.
1: No, fuck no fuck that. No, and also, also, a big part of Christmas is nostalgia yeah. because I realized a couple of days ago that the only holiday that has music I guess Halloween has like five songs but Christmas music is its own category and all the songs are old because that's Christmas it's nostalgia it's bringing back when you were a kid what it felt like so I think that's cool Yeah,
0: I, I, saw, I saw one that said like there's only four or five different genres of Christmas music and it's like I want shit for Christmas Santa's horny kneel before christ <laughs> it was, yeah it was weird yeah yeah
2: where's that caleb yeah. no i i pretty much agree with, uh, y'all's point on it i think there's a huge and I have, i'm look i have nothing against like the christmas specials or things like christmas story that I'll take a more like positive approach to it because i think like the point of christmas is great that idea of like you spend it with the people you love you cast the bullshit you've dealt with aside for a year cast it to the side and just enjoy time with those you love have some food give some gifts right and just be thankful for another year on you know this, this earth for for as long as you have on it um but i think like you said you know when you're a kid it's easy because you had your parents doing everything in their power to make sure you had that feeling of christmas i definitely as have more nostalgia from christmas in my youth than i do now you know, so things it felt like christmas so my mom would like set up the tree the day after thanksgiving that's what that was our black friday tradition was up the tree and get the house decorated um and um but as you get older and like you you know kind of hand, really hit hand with like how we treat family nowadays this is the younger generation even younger than us i would say i think gen z being a big uh, trendsetter on that one and i'm actually very fucking happy that they're doing that um uh, but when you hear the you know you see the time people talk about like you know Kids shouldn't have to hug relatives if they don't want to, like, stop forcing them to do that. Like if they don't want to hug, they don't want to hug. Um, you know, you don't need to spend Christmas or your holidays with toxic families you don't like, like cut them out, like stop stop feeling the need to force yourself on them for like three days and just be miserable on like what should be the happiest time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um and I I like you said, I think as you get older and you start kind of doing more of that and realizing you don't need to do that, like said, so with things being more expensive you kind of lose that spirit so in a way these more cynical films kind of reflect that, the more adult take, which is like all the shit you worry about for Christmas that you didn't worry about as a kid, you know? And yeah. now you're, you're like, shit, I don't have money to get all these fucking gifts I have to give. And like, do I really want to spend Christmas with this person or find an excuse to get the fuck out of seeing this person? Exactly.
1: And we're in that weird, I think right now it feels like, it's not shitty. Christmas is not shitty. And I hate people who hate Christmas because you're just being a shitty person to be a shitty person.
2: Or you're just focusing on the negative uh, aspects. Exactly. Yeah. But
1: I I feel like right now we're in that transitional period where this new generation is realizing we don't have to put up with toxic family and all this bullshit. But in order for it to get back to that nostalgic feeling and Christmas being a happy time, we have to start like... Look, taking a more cynical approach to cut the negativity out of the out of our lives to go back to that Mm -hmm. feeling so it has to get worse
0: before it gets better and that is a tough thing to do to admit to yourself that like how do how do i make myself happy in that way and like what do i have to drop and that that's a difficult conversation to have with yourself uh but you know we're doing it i'm doing it all the time, I've, I've done it. I've done it quite a bit lately. I've, I've cut some people out where I'm like, you, you, you've done nothing but create tension in my life, and I can't take it anymore. And I've had to cut some people. And you know what? It stings at first, but you're, be, you're all the better for it down the road.
1: Is this a movie podcast or is this a self-help ph- philosophical? This both.
2: This is whatever <laughs> it needs to be. We're here to answer all your needs. Call no. this our toll-free at. Yeah uh
0: cynical christmas movies are fun but i you know let's yeah. let's take it back let's go back to the to the positive side here i also do love the hopeful everything is magic christmas movies as well yes
2: one hundred what i was gonna to say to kind of make it hopeful and like and then the key you know and you hit it on the transitional period to get back to hope is that you know obviously it's good we're having it as you know young single dudes with no 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 kids or anything right sure. the, the quote-unquote cynical period so then ideally when let's say we if we're all lucky enough, get, you know, married and have kids, if that's our future, if not, you know, oh, well, we're married and have kids and we can't then turn around and say, okay, I know what I want to bring forth to yeah. any children I have at Christmas no. and what it means to me as a holiday. And you can reignite through them in a way that, that hope and that passion for Christmas and what you like about it and bring that spirit right back into it.
0: Yeah. I'd love to hear what Austin and Josh have to say about this because they have kids and they have to, you know, work harder to create a, a Christmassy, fun, magical environment for their kids. And I would, I would love to know, like, their approach to this.
1: Okay. I, I I also just realized, um, especially with today's, like, political climate, I don't, don't want to, you know, get too political heavier, but with today's political climate. We'll,
2: we'll say that for beyond the bad with the other. <laughs> <film>. <laughs> yeah.
1: But Christianity is like fucking everywhere now and it's such a toxic divide it's like fuck you if you don't believe in god fuck you if you do believe in god it's disgusting and it's creating a divide that doesn't need to be there like ebenezer scrooge says it perfectly as much as i disagree with him when he says this quote but he says you keep christmas in your way and i'll keep it in mind shut the <laughs> fuck up let people enjoy christmas the way that they want to. If someone doesn't want it to be the day that you celebrate christ, that's fine. If you do, that's fine. But don't fucking try to force it on other people. And that's I think another reason why these movies do so well because they highlight like that those that type of toxicity.
0: You know. I love that you took
1: completely
0: the wrong lesson from a christmas carol, but it actually is a good one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean not, I, I will say what's interesting is that things like krampus but also obviously like Santa Claus coming to town if you actually pay attention yes one is much more hopeful and one is Santa Claus shit but they're telling the same message of look one just decides to show you the shit people deal with every year one shows you a much more hopeful obviously heights and ward but it's the same message of like look you make christmas what you want it to be you you bring that That joy, it's kind of on you, and you just got to decide what makes you happy on Christmas. Yeah. And every Christmas movie
1: has a really fucking good lesson, not just for Christmas, but for in life. And I also just thought of this Christmas comes with like six days before New Year's Eve, where like you have New Year's resolutions. It's almost as if Christmas is the time to where you're like, okay, this is my reset. This is what I need to do in my life to be happy. I'm going to follow the lessons given to us in film and apply it to my life starting now it's like it's like it's like a wash it's like a it's like a reset and i feel like that's why christmas feels the way it does when you know christmas eve hits you get the you know the lights, you get the music you know families around good families around you're like okay this is happiness this is what i want to i want to keep this in my life for this next year
0: I agree. You know, after watching Krampus this year, I've I've made a conscious decision to beat and eat way more kids than I have been in the past. <laughs> I mean, 2023 is gonna be my year. Yeah. yeah. But I like I like what you're saying yeah. there. It's a it's, it's a good point.
2: Yeah, you'll keep that resolution until you drop it in a week, like we always do with New Year's yeah. resolutions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like go to the gym. Get a membership, you never go. <laughs> the
1: the lesson in Krampus is very simple. It's a, it's a lesson everyone needs to, I think, take. And the lesson is, don't be a dick. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole lesson of Krampus. And it's but, great. It's very simple. Don't that's be. That's all
2: Krampus. That's the whole impetus for Krampus even coming was that these guys were assholes and they lost their yes. spirit. So he's like, I'm going to fuck them up. And Max did them. nothing wrong. I,
1: Krampus was not after Max. He was after the family. He wasn't going to, I mean, until Max did the dumb bullshit at the end. But um, Krampus was helping Max. He, 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 maybe a little too extreme, but he was helping. Like the neighborhood didn't have to suffer for this.
2: <laughs> I don't think I have, I have my own theory about that. I don't think he, he was took happy. out the whole neighborhood. He's like, look, all right, I get it. I get you, Max. I got Krampus is going to come in and help you out. All right. I got this. <laughs> <Wow>. uh,
0: <laughs> well, that turned into a very insightful conversation. Uh, Good, good question, guys. Good question. Good job.
2: Uh, well, I guess we're not that cynical after all. No, we
0: got. You know, it's hard. You know, you got to find your way back from the cynicism. You got to take the bits of P- of Christmas that matter to you and hold on to them. And you know, that's what I've always done. I don't. I could give a. I could give a shit about the Catholic approach to Christmas. Christmas to me is a time to celebrate the people you love, and. Just enjoy, you know, Christmas movies and Christmas cookies and all that shit. And just have fun and just enjoy yourself.
2: Unplug and appreciate. I literally just spent money on a Christmas cookie cake because I was like, fuck it. Why not? It's Christmas.
1: Exactly.
0: Fuck it. I I bought myself a piece of cake
2: today as well. (laughs) I'm
0: planning on eating it when I watch uh, American Psycho after this.
2: You know the, uh, was it, the Great American Cookies? You know those fucking cookie cakes to do? Yeah, they were like, hey, here's your $5 birthday coupon, $5 off. I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Okay, so a little background on Krampus, the movie. Uh, it was developed, written, and directed by Michael Dougherty. Uh, He was direct, the writer and director of Trick or Treat. We did that in October 2019. We'll probably bring it back. Some Halloween in the future because it's it's a big one. Uh he also directed Godzilla King of the Monsters and wrote X-Men 2 and Superman Returns, which is interesting. Uh he's finally got a sequel to Trick-or-Treat in development. Hasn't been a lot of movement on that front, but uh we're hopeful.
2: Well, all right, this is this is where my cynicism comes completely. I'm not hopeful. I have been cock-teased on a trick-or-treat 2 for so long that I will not get sufficiently hyped until i see a fucking trailer with a release date
1: i will riot i haven't seen the movie but i will riot if the next movie is not called trick or treat smell my feet i will be so fucking mad trick or treat harder no
2: (laughs) trick or treat with a vengeance
0: trick or treat the naughty god (laughs)
2: <laughs> ah, god that's a whole thing that that that's movie you want to talk about talk about a movie that should have gone a fucking theatrical release i mean when it did, it, eventually, it did like eventually this year oh, or... i was i was there trust me i i was in the theater i got my ticket to see it in theaters this past year when they finally were like let's give to a proper release apparently it did really good still and i was like yeah because it's a good movie that I should have got a theater release to begin with um but you know, doherty just he's he makes good movies but he can't
0: get that dollar Krampus was a modest hit. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, bombed. It's like he he can't get that he can't get the financial side of things done. If he could, we would have had Trick or Treat 2 a long time ago.
2: Yeah, it's so weird because like so far, all three of his films I've highly enjoyed.
0: Sam, X Men Two is probably the best one of the entire franchise, and he wrote that
2: shit. Yeah, we won't talk about Superman Returns. It's fine, but uh, I'm sorry, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, how the fuck you guys for letting that bomb like that was 10 times better than 2014's Godzilla obviously not not as good as Godzilla versus Kong versus Godzilla I mean what was gonna what was gonna beat that that was a big matchup we were waiting for it is the perfect bridge to Godzilla
0: fighting King Kong a little you know King Ghidorah Rodan Mothra that movie fucking rocked and I will never forgive Godzilla fans for turning its back on that movie
2: yeah, it, it literally said, hey, we heard you about 2014 one. You didn't get a lot of Godzilla action. So guess what you're going to get? A lot of Godzilla action. And I was happy. Mine got in the cinematography, like when Ghidorah shows himself and the smoke, and I'm like, man, how is no one watching this shit? They made Ghidorah
0: an alien. We got Godzilla's old theme back in the score. It, the closing credits had the cover of Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla by the freaking system of a down guy. What more do
2: you need? (laughs) No one. I love it. I really love that movie. That was fun. Oh, King of the Monsters is great.
0: (sighs) Godzilla. Okay. Uh, So, Doherty had always wanted to do a scary Christmas movie. The idea didn't take form until his friend sent him an e-card featuring Krampus. And he was like, oh, wait a minute. And that's how, that's how it happened. Somebody sent him an e-card, Merry Krampus! And he's like, brilliant! And that's how we got Krampus. Ideal. <laughs> I love when it's something that simple. It's just like, oh! And from there, you got a whole movie. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. So, Krampus has an IMDb score of 6.2, Rotten Tomatoes score of 66%. Grossed a little over sixty one million on a budget of fifteen million, so not a huge hit. Uh, still, you know, it's become a Christmas horror cult classic in its own right. Any movie that be, that takes place around Christmas is pretty much going to stay around forever.
2: Mostly, there's a couple of like Christmas horrors that don't. I don't think the mean one's going to last. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are good chunk, and it, it just like. It's nice, you know what I mean. Like we are talking, I know we been talking about this focus of the two yeah. recent editions this year. It's just nice that like horror just seems to just do a really good job when it comes to Christmas. I mean, obviously, yeah, your big hitters like Black Christmas and to an actually, I would say to an extent, Silent-, Silent Night Deadly Night's a big hitter because it's just has grown in popularity over the years. But then even the other stuff people don't know about, as much like Christmas Eve or Dark Code Santa, or the one I watched recently that don't uh, don't open until Christmas. They're all good in their own right. Obviously, quality varies, but yep. in their yep. own right, you know, they're good. Um, and, like, this, I mean, this year alone, like I said, and then Krampus was a newer edition, and now we got two newer ones in Violet Night and Christmas Bloody Christmas. So it's just, I don't know. There's something about, like, mixing what we talked about earlier, the joyful optimistic spirit that is Christmas and injecting a healthy dose of just horror cynicism it just seems to be a perfect match.
0: Yeah, totally right. And it, you know, it gives gives us plenty of fodder for our, you know, Christmas party movie marathons and shit. Like that's where the mean one's gonna be, you know. Hey, let's watch this weird ass Grinch horror movie that nobody saw. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say because there's always so many good ones, there's more and more good ones, it does make it increasingly difficult to be like, okay, so what is gonna be in the rotation? <laughs> Cause I'm like, I want to watch my horror ones, but I also want to watch, you know, Giroudell Santa Claus or Holly Grinch or Christmas christmas stories workers viewing every year like i'm like god damn it
0: <laughs> i know exactly what you mean um so in 2021 shout factory assembled an unrated director's cut of the film titled krampus the naughty cut it's four minutes longer than the original cut of the film and it's this version that we are focusing on for today's show uh and we look through the, the differences aren't major. There's a couple of scenes that are slightly extended, and there's a couple more swear words, but other than that, it's pretty much the same movie. So if you've only seen the original cut, you should be fine.
1: Well, I oh. I definitely watched the director's cut. I did not, I swear, I promise I didn't watch the
2: normal cut. I'm gonna act like Colton is telling the truth right now and just keep on. I don't lie. Friends don't lie. How were you able to get a hold of
0: it since it's a Shout Factory exclusive and you had like three days to order it? Well, you see,
1: I have (laughs) connections. Uh I'd love to get in contact with your guy. It's Santa. Uh, It's Santa. (laughs) Yeah, I asked for it for Christmas and he was like, sure, buddy, I'll give it to you early. (laughs) Because I'm just such a
2: swell guy. I believe you. God damn it. Um. I'll say it like this when it comes to this version. If you are a like a major centerfire, especially like, when it comes to physical media, we're going to allow us all here on... Yeah, I got my copy too behind me. I actually have it next to my Blu-ray, which I just need to put the Blu-ray elsewhere. This is the only version I'll ever watch. Where Where's um, yours, Colton? Yeah, Colton, we have ours. Oh, mine's um, in... Um, look what it's right next to. Whoa. Look at that. <laughs>
1: Well, that's great. It's somewhere. I don't want to. I don't want to get up. The floor is lava right now. Ah,
0: understandable. Understandable.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Well, as I was saying, <laughs> um, Here it you is. See? Are... It's on my
1: hand. This is a podcast.
2: See, it's on my hand. Ah, that's,
1: that's amazing. For those
2: who aren't watching this, because we don't have a, a video file, this isn't it's a point. Don't listen hand. to him. He's a psycho. <laughs> um. God damn it. As I was saying, um, if you are like a cinephile and like especially when it comes to physical media and you really enjoy this film and you're into like the more technical stuff, I would say go ahead and make the upgrade. Um, Just for the the transfer alone to 4K is 100% worth it. So if that's your thing you get the 4K hookup, 100% for that alone. Also, if you're into the bonus features, they have like over an extra hour compared to what Universal's like, just let's put some stuff in there and make people happy. Um, scream! No, nah, they're like, no, you're going to load this shit up for them to talk about this movie. So if you're for the transfer and the bonus features alone, definitely. Because yeah, besides that, the changes are are minimal, admittedly. Um, but they back it up again with the 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 upgrade to 4K and then the the insane amount of bonus features they pack into it.
0: I certainly do not have buyer's remorse. I'm glad it's in my collection.
2: Same, yeah. <laughs> Ah. where, where oh. is your physical media collection I told you it told you it's over there but the floor is lava right, I'll go grab it later it's over there I like it yeah. uh, <laughs> so in a shelf of movies anytime we record
1: it's, it's under there it's under there to be fair Austin also does not
0: record in front of his movie collection we're the only idiots who do that
2: we we have to show the goods <laughs> even though we don't have a video format <laughs>
0: It is. It does feel like we're peacocking or something with our giant ass film collection, like backing us up. It, it, it's weird.
2: Like, are we're, we're experts. We own these. This is just where my table is.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's discuss Black. Uh, not not Black Friday. We did that a couple weeks ago. Krampus. Let's discuss that. How about that? Sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we can't discuss Black Friday. My first note is about Black Friday. That's why I said that.
2: Oh, that is my first note, too, is the opening scene of Black Friday. Yeah, the opening
0: credits of just, you know,
2: Christmas music and assholes trampling each I, other at a department store. I What I like about this opening is that it just sets the tone for the type of Christmas film you're getting. It's that, because as the cynicism of like watching Black Friday, which is one of the worst disgusting, vile fucking holidays we've ever come up with i despise black friday case was right i hate it with a passion um good movie though no the movie itself is fine the actual holiday can go suck a fucking fat one um but mixing all that your chaos you're seeing which well, crazy enough i think he said he was like it's like not even far off from what actually happens. Like that legit happens. Like none of that was over exaggerated. No, yeah,
0: people, people are tramp. There's usually there's always like one person a year at least at Walmart who doesn't get off the floor. Bro, yeah. people are
1: people are disgusting. That happens when Popeyes releases a new chicken sandwich. Okay. Like oh, if God. something is two dollars off,
2: they're gonna fucking lose their mind. I remember trying to like Uber eats a Popeye chicken sandwich for like weeks, and even Uber was like, we're not doing it i was like oh all right um no but like mixing that cynicism but having the christmas music play that again that hopeful optimism like i i love how this just sets of like look it's gonna be cynical but don't worry there's gonna be that little bit of hope over going hand in hand with it
0: when we meet the family and the cousins show up i love the dopey ass cousin who just doesn't oh my God. talk ever he's just like staring into the
2: I, into the you know horizon i just love that this this is like the aunt and uncle and the cousins that no one looks forward to seeing we mm-hmm. all have
0: them we won't I was like. Them. let's be
2: honest we all have them <laughs> i would not name them because i have quite a bit of cousins and um my, my mom came from like was like kid number nine in her in her siblings so well, I have lots of aunts and uncles and cousins. So,
0: but yeah, there's the two. There's the dope Howie, who probably going to grow up to be president. There's the two girls who dad wanted to be boys. That's why they have male names and are dressed up as, as like men, as boys. That's sad. And then there's the baby. Who they, they leave fucking in the leave car. in the car? Yeah, wasn't there another child?
1: I love I'm like, oh fuck yeah, 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 the baby, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I dropped off my cat at a coworker's house today, and the first thing I did when I got out of the car was take the cat out of the car. Imagine having a baby. Yeah, if you're forgetting your kid in the car, you should probably just go you away. Have, yeah, you have you have one
2: too many. Stop, stop procreating. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up Pull or staple it.
0: Just go away. Just stop.
2: Pull out, wrap it, snip, do something. Cut stop! Stop letting it stay in there <laughs> yeah. to completion. Oh
0: my god. Uh, so you know they the, they have the family
2: dinner and the aunt is such a bitch. Just I forget her name. The the yeah. one that keeps making the the comments. Which I mean, I mainly some of them were kind of funny. I laugh at some of her comments.
0: She's hilarious, but also she's just a freeloader who's just there for the the free food and doesn't contribute anything and is just constantly complaining about. Everything we all had that relative too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I felt for Tony Colette's because like they keep getting her about like oh you live in this fancy fancy fa- fancy house. I'm like why she she betters herself. You guys are yeah, mad because she, she betters herself. He has a parade. Oh no.
1: Yeah, I'm like you guys suck. <laughs> You're
0: here. You came to this house. Like eat the gravlacks.
1: Yeah, i'm just gonna say as 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 a fat ass uh gravlax is fucking delicious i'm sorry it's is great it isn't it a fish dish it's salmon yeah it's salmon and it has like sugar salt and dill it's fucking great i hate fish so uh, much all right then and, and never mind don't listen to what i said seafood is <laughs> delightful um it really is. You, you, you know, Caleb, when, when you go to the sushi restaurant and you order the, the, the sushi that's just the fish and the rice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the fish tastes so clean.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, oh dude do the, the fish market over in Seattle, or the, the big-ass market in Seattle. They, yeah. they stopped doing it because of COVID, but they used to, like, fling the fucking fish that you ordered at people. Nice. So, like, fling it. Yeah. In Chinatown,
1: yeah. back in New York, the, the, the smell... Of the fish market? Oh my god, dude. I, I I don't, it's weird, but I love the fishy fishy smell. When I'm expecting it. If there's no fish in the area, then I, I uh, you know, I'm not a fan but if there's if there's a fish you know, I'm like, okay. Alright, so it's just, I, think
0: I love that you guys on.
2: could bond over
0: something. This is great.
2: I think all three of us should go out for seafood. I think this is a bonding moment for all three of us. Connor gets all the seafood and we watch him eat it um force feed him gravelax yes force it down his throat now we're uh-huh. bonding we're bonding friday the 13th wasn't that great and you you took all the goodwill <laughs> all,
1: like,
2: all you got to do is
0: mildly inconvenience Caleb one time and years of building a friendship can just disintegrate in an instant it's i've seen it happen so many times <laughs>
2: i don't everyone has recently been pointing out to me everyone in my life as i've gotten now that i'm 30 has been pointing out that i get like slighted by the smallest inconvenience and i'm like no i don't and everyone's like yeah yeah you you get angry very easily i have
0: have so many of those moments recorded
2: like yes you do Caleb, caleb does your hoodie say bald no it says bud okay from halloween too but why would it say bald i
1: don't know I, I was i was just trying to read it i was like i was like why, why you, I was like, that's a weird fucking name tag give me a second <laughs> <laughs> oh man i
0: love the idea of caleb just walking around with a hoodie that says bald.
2: <laughs> it just says bald. the only time i've had to identify as bald is when I was doing the paperwork to renew my license and they had a thing on there for, like, your hair. And the last option is bald. And I went, oh, yep, that's me. Boom. <laughs>
0: that was fucking fantastic.
2: Thank you for that. God damn <laughs> it. God. <laughs> anyway. Uh Yeah, anyway, I <laughs> learned that apparently I get angered at the slightest Inconveniences. Yeah,
1: I want to work on that. Me saying Friday I'm the night not, I'm- isn't that great. It's not an inconvenience. It, it's a mental inconvenience it's a it's a slight it's a personal slight every time he he hears someone say that he like screeches the tire like you know the tires go ee! and he's like oh shit okay i'm
0: just i'm picturing the, the like the people to kill list that steve Busemi had in billy madison and he's just adding names to it every time he hears someone say <laughs> they don't like a movie he likes
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, like that time after the concert when I'm trying to get a drink and I can't understand the guy. I'm like, I'm fucking out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Back to the movie. Uh, The cousins
0: embarrass Max with the the note to Santa that's basically like, I wish my family was happier, which is just emotionally devastating to everybody. And uh, he basically is like, fuck this and tears up the note and
2: Krampus hears it and is like, oh, we got a live one. He's family. like, oh, your family
1: fucking sucks. Got you. I'll help you out.
2: Yeah, I like that. Eric Krampus like fishing. He's just waiting for the bait. He's just like, come on. Someone give me something. I'm I very has, bored right now.
0: It's literally like his ha- Max's house is ground zero for him to tear, take down this
1: entire neighborhood,
2: which is unfair. I don't think
1: he, don't think he takes the neighborhood down. I,
2: I feel like he had nothing better to do. Like, it was a slow night. So as soon as Max responded, he went. I'm destroying this whole neighborhood because I've had nothing better to do all goddamn night. <laughs> Where do you? What do you think happened to all the people
1: then? Yeah. I I think that at the, well at the end they're in the snowball. I don't think that they're in the snowball throughout the course of the movie. I think they're in his own little pocket dimension, and like the people that are there are just like you know to fuck with them and give them some semblance of normal life. Okay,
2: I could buy that. I do like the, uh, I know we'll get to it, but the ambiguous nature of this ending of like, you know, Snow Globe. Are they literally in a Snow Globe? Is it just now that like Krampus is always keeping an eye on them to make sure they don't fuck up again?
0: Yeah. Uh, I do love Krampus's first appearance on the roof when Beth goes, yes. to her oh, friend and you just see this goat monster on the roof.
2: If you if you take into account like Doherty's pro- uh, pro- career protection at this point, like he had Trick or Treat, which got, yeah, Horrendously just dumped onto home video when it's sure enough, all practical effects. He gets a little bit more of a budget. I'm, I'm not gonna say it was probably a huge shift in trick or treat in this film for this one. And again, you know, when everyone wants to have that argument, especially this year because of the MCU's use of um, not always great CGI, yeah. Um, our argument comes up with like CGI versus practical, right? Mm-hmm. This is a film that to me showcases why both are important. There's a lot of great practical effects. But Doherty, with the budget he has, especially for like a, another chance of doing a big studio budget film and actually getting fucking released the way it should be, pulls off the CGI shots incredibly well, especially in scenes like this by putting Krampus out, off in the distance, blacking the screen down a bit, so then it's like you really, it looks so good. For its budget, it looks great, because he knows how to film it, he knew how to light it, he knew how to use that fucking budget
0: very true and it just gives you this sense of like what the fuck is that when you first see him you're like this is this just changed cuz the first half of the film is very much just a a christmas co- like family comedy and then
1: it turns left very hard into mm-hmm. monster horror
0: which is great yeah. the
1: it, it was the it was such a good reveal i saw this movie in the theaters and up until that point i had only seen like maybe one one trailer for the movie and um I was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be like a funny and like oh no, they're all gonna freeze and start killing each other. I mean, I know that like, Krampus was in it, but I went when yeah, I saw him on the roof, I like legitimately got chills. I was like, Oh fuck.
2: <laughs> got, yeah. I got Me. sweaty, I got nervous. Yeah. When you when you first see it, and then when she starts running away and you see that shit jumping you know, roof to roof, falling so cool.
0: oh. and then she gets under the under the truck or under the car and you just the jack in the box shows up, and the way that's done is so creepy. Sounds just you don't know what's going to pop out, you don't know where it's going to pop out. You just know Beth ain't making it out of this.
2: Yeah, you know, like oh, she's
0: fucked. Yeah, that was great. Um, I love when Krampus destroys the Hummer. Yeah, because it just sets the stage of like, oh, this thing's that strong. Like you know, America's vehicle can't defeat
2: Not Germany's all. demon. <laughs> America. America,
1: Mark's vehicle.
2: I like how when he asked him, "You think your your uh your Hummer can make it through there?" And he had like the weird name for it uh, for it. He's like, "She could make it through the the jungles of Vietnam or something." I'm like Jesus Christ, man! He just asked you if you can drive through the snow, yes or no. Yeah, what was this? it? Was like Veronica or something? Yeah, I mean, oh, I can't remember. I just remember, well, great casting David Ketchner in this film. Oh my God, with Adam Scott. <sighs> Tommy gold Tommy fucking gold right there I love Lucinda
0: that was the Hummer's name oh, and, uh, awesome. I love David Koechner he's so funny one of my favorite moments is when uh, after um, Adam Scott saves his life and he says I'm sorry for thinking you're a spineless dick all these years
2: yeah sounds <laughs> great thanks yeah, I like when he's like, Do we have anything to eat around here? She's like, There's more of that uh turkey or whatever. He goes, beer it is.
0: <laughs> Plenty of leftovers. <laughs> uh, I love that his dumbass kid gets lured into the fireplace by a cookie on a
2: meat hook. No, no th- <laughs> this movie's this movie use of like Christmas iconography as as a villain, like not just Krampus, probably uses like the gingerbread man and like his elbows are all fucked up. Um, the weird jack in the box, like how he already uses different like Christmas iconography that we know and love yeah. to just fuck these people up is so awesome. <laughs> I
0: love when the kid takes a bite of the cookie and the gingerbread man screams.
2: Yeah you know, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and then the kid gets hurled up the chimney and that's the last we ever see of Howie. Or Howie. Yeah I think the I think the oh. world
1: collective IQ is better off. Um probably probably knew you when Howie Snowman shows up on the front porch, I, I fucking I die every time because the snowman looks just fucking like him. It's hilarious.
0: Oh, yeah. The snowmen are so creepy, just
1: constantly getting closer to the house. They are all creepy, except for that one. That one <laughs> is the dopiest looking fucking <laughs> snowman ever. It look It's great. Um, So Omi, the grandma,
0: realizes what's going on. She's tangled with Krampus before and we get the story of how Krampus attacked her village and the animation in that scene is beautiful. I loved, I love an animated flashback in a non-animated movie.
2: Yeah, I did. I did get a good chuckle when, um, that the ants like, ah, she speaks English. I knew it. I'm like, God (laughs) damn it. (laughs) Yeah. It was good.
0: Um, and I also love the line. Uh, I think it's the aunt who says I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with his dick out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But she like, she's like, uh, Max is like, are we going to be okay? And she says something in German and like, I don't fucking know what that, what that, what that means.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll do, I Look, the aunt is a terrible, like the character you would not want in real life, but she has some one-liners that make me laugh when she's like, all right, kids, let's go in the kitchen. I'll show you how to make some peppermint schnapps. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're children. Everybody in this movie is shitty, except for Max. He
1: gives it to Howie and he's like, all right, don't rat me out. Like letting him drink the schnapps.
0: um yeah so now everyone's kind of like are we really that say evil santa are you fucking serious i love david keckner's like what no (laughs) (laughs) he's completely refusing to believe this and then the
2: big jack-in-the-box worm shows up (laughs) i do like when they keep trying to say it scrolls (laughs) they're like just scrolls up there Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh that thing is so fucking
2: creepy the giant toy worm thing that eats one of the kids oh yeah dude, this is
1: disgusting
2: oh yeah that i want to know how they that's something i need i didn't have a chance to get into the bonus features but i would love to watch bonus feature on like how they conceived that fucking part and really this whole thing's i love this like the parallel of like what's happening in the attic with david keckner fighting off gingerbread men <laughs> Yeah, shooting the cookies, and then like I
0: love the dog saves his life. But eating one of the cookies. Yeah. He's just like, I just got fucked up by Christmas cookies. Anything could happen
2: now. Yeah. I Meanwhile, well, they're getting fucked up by some horrific-looking toys in the attic. Holy shit! We got the angel who's just
0: fucking up Tony Collette for some reason. Just ah, that was so freaky. Reminded me of the 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 one book of the dead in Army of Darkness. That's like
2: a yeah bird. yeah yeah. <laughs> I do, I do like when, like, uh, she kind of fights back and she shoots the one off of Adam Scott. He kind of gets turned on in his look. He's like, oh, honey. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, not now, guys. Let's yeah. calm down on that front.
0: There's the teddy bear who's got, like, rows of teeth and is just like, ah, crazy. Um, I love when Linda's mom strength kicks in and she just, like, starts, you know, attacking all of them and saves everybody.
2: No, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that was cool. Just to not get the Jack in the Box because she had to announce herself before just doing the job. The most, dangerous,
1: hmm? the most dangerous toy, in my opinion, is obviously the the Jack-O-Lantern if it catches you, but that fucking robot, dude. That robot was fucking him up. The robot, yeah. <laughs> I love the line just screamed, you know, twisted fairy
0: tale horse shit. Like, yeah. That's perfect. I want that on a t-shirt.
2: <laughs> David Kegner. Um, God, he is always like he's like Rob Briggle. Like when he pops up in something, you're like, okay, even this movie sucks. He is going to be good. Yeah. Whammy. Um, is his face frozen? <laughs> he's having a stroke <laughs> right now. Uh, Omi
0: sacrifices herself. Doesn't really do much with that. That was kind of sad. Yeah, what did she think
2: was going to happen?
0: I think she's think- she done fighting. She was like, it, it was going to get me eventually. Here it is.
2: Yeah, I think I think she knew. Um, I think she knew you could tell because like based off like what she was saying in the story, she always had a feeling one day he was coming. And that again kind of lends credence to the idea and the ending, the ending that we get for this film, that they are going to live their normal lives. Like January will come and Christmas will be over, but Krampus will be watching. You know what I mean? Like that's why I kind of go with the Krampus' is watching vibe, because you get the feeling that she's always had that feeling growing up, like he's always been watching her. I got the vibe that because Max, like, threw the bell
0: and like said, you know, fuck you, I take it back. That it's like a Christmas every day Groundhog Day situation. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, you are now immortal, and you're gonna live every day as Christmas. Every day ends with you opening that bell and realizing what's happened, and
1: then it just resets. That's what I thought.
2: Oof, <laughs> that's good too. Again, this ambiguous ending. I I fucking love it.
1: What's that? What's that movie? It's not. It's not a time loop, but as um. Adam Sandberg? Not Adam Sandberg. No. What the fuck is his name? Andy Sandberg? Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Oh. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg
1: is in a movie, and um, they're at a house, and there's, like, a kid, and he, like, throws up like a bird. You've named what feels like... Oh, uh, Trivium. I've never seen Trivium. What?
2: Trivium's a band. You're talking about
1: Vivarium? Vivarium. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know either one of those, so... It's the one with the... Dude, okay, so it's I'll like... Trivium's a metal band yeah. Florida. <laughs> Wrong one then. But Vivarium is a movie. It has Jesse Eisenberg in it, and him and his wife move into this house, but all the houses are the same on the, in the block. They realize they can't leave their neighborhood, and then a fucking baby appears on their doorstep, and then the baby grows up into a kid within the course of, like, three days, and then he turns into an adult. And he—it's just a really fucking creepy movie. I'll put it on the list. That sounds intriguing. All right. Um. So, the, I
0: had a question about the uh, the creature that's outside in the snow? That's like, a, like a tremors worm that keeps grabbing people. Yeah, like your <laughs> graboid. Yeah, graboid. Was that like, was that supposed to be the Jack in the Box creature or a different wormy <laughs> creature? I
1: I think it as a different wormy creature. Okay. That we just Ooh. don't see. Jack Frost, nipping out your toes. <laughs> <laughs> little, little nice. Toes. nice. <laughs> Tom gets eaten by that
0: thing. It gets the moms. Eventually, it's just Max and one of his cousins. Then they find Krampus, and they just throw the cousin into hell, which was like, um, shit.
1: <laughs> Oh, and, I just want to yeah. say the way that Krampus comes down the chimney, dude, it's so <laughs> fucking creepy. He like just he's like he slides down it. He crawls through that chimney. It's fucking cracking
2: the wall. Yeah. So I out antlers first. Yeah, that to me is like up there at some of the best reveals of a monster in like any horror film. Like yeah, when he reveals himself to Omi, like coming out of that chimney, and you're like, how now I see why he's cracking the wall like this motherfucker is huge.
1: And he's going the fact that he went in head first, climbed through the chimney. Oh, man, so good. Well, apparently, um, according to Michael Doherty, uh,
0: he's wearing a Santa mask. That's not his face. Huh? Krampus That's is hard. wearing a Santa mask. The real Krampus, we never see what he looks like. He's wearing that Santa if, mask to hide his if you,
2: if you pay attention to, like, when you see the close-ups of his face, it's very clear that, that is like a plastically a plastic nuts, like oh, fake that's a- face, which I always took as like something they did on purpose. I'm like, there's only the film looks this good, and that was like something they just oh, fucked no. up on. They said to it be on purpose. purpose.
0: It's it's Krampus like almost defacing Santa Claus in his own way to just be like, you know, this is all I think of you, you hack or something. I don't know. Uh make, oh, which makes me wonder like what does the actual face look like? I don't want to just I don't want to see it. Fucking I, never look in the face of the devil. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Let's do it. Um uh, well let's do it for this Krampus movie. Take yeah. We end up in you know this ambiguous ending where they're in a snow globe and everyone comes back, but they also realize, oh shit, that all really happened. Um, I was hoping Santa would show up at the end and be like, it's okay, Max. You know, this happens. <laughs> Christmas magic will save the day, but no Santa didn't show up. He doesn't.
2: Uh, I, I was they <laughs> there going off that. Over you just said that Michael already confirmed about Krampus's face. If Santa Santa Aircrows showed up to be like it's okay, Max, and as it's going, it slowly really, gets more like creepy and demonic, and it turns out it's just Krampus with the fucking demented Ooh. face of Santa talking to him.
0: Unless, of course, that's not a plastic face. And Krampus had a stop at the North Pole
1: before he went to handle business down here. So the the teeth <laughs> is a is,
2: is a mask. hmm yes. yes. Yeah, that oh, that's even cruel. Like, what if this was the year that he was like done with fucking um Santa? And that explains why he went after the whole neighborhood. He's like, No, I'm not doing this one family. Fuck you, yeah. Nick. I'm taking out this whole goddamn ah. neighborhood. Krampus knocked Santa <laughs> off the roof
0: krampus he knocked him off the roof <laughs> yeah this is krampus steals christmas and he ripped off santa's face and wears it as a warning <laughs> oh my that's, God. that's what i'm going with from now on
2: that's there's cool. only one one cinematic version of, of krampus mind you because after this film came out we get a deluge of krampus films um there's one i'm going to watch part of uh it's the second film on joe bob's uh christmas special i didn't get i fell asleep for it you know aired live um so the first one was open until christmas but the next one that i'll hopefully watch tomorrow is a christmas horror story horror story yeah and it has its version of krampus in there that you've kind. you i'm sure you see on the cover
0: yeah i heard about that one i'd like to check that out too
2: uh so
0: here are some film guys and facts for krampus number one Max's mom alludes to the noodle incident that estranged the family from a neighboring one. The noodle incident was often referred to but never explained in the Calvin and Hobbes cartoon strip and Krampus also leaves it unexplained. So it's a nod to Calvin and Hobbes, the noodle incident.
2: Oh, okay. Is there any fun facts about this Tony Collette playing another mom in a horror film? (laughs) No, because she doesn't see Hereditary as a horror film.
1: It's not.
0: To her, it's a family drama that happens to be scary.
2: Yeah, so it's a horror film. It,
1: it, no, it did no. I agree with her until the last five minutes of the movie.
2: It's it's one hundred percent a horror film. But that is done, that a is done.
1: It is done so fucking well because it becomes a horror movie when night falls and the cultists are around in the house. That it's part a horror is,
0: film when Charlie's terrifying. head explodes in the back seat.
2: Yeah, it's a horror film the whole way through.
1: Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with Caleb on this one. I don't. Eh. It, I it's more uncomfortable. It's very. It's a very see,
2: uncomfortable movie. You see what A twenty four has done because they have this now elevated horror bullshit that they're shoving down people's throats. Oh, hold on. So
1: I have. I, I, uh This is. Way- oh now
2: see look now you've sliced it. No
1: no this is way off topic. Um I have come to hate <laughs> Midsummer. I know that you guys hate Midsummer because it's a rip off of The Wicker Man. But, oh, my God, nothing pisses me off more than whenever I see people talking about Midsummer, And then in the comments, people are like, oh, my God, Yas! Danny got away. Danny is the villain of the movie. I don't know why people don't fucking see that. Danny, they were both it's- toxic human beings in that movie. Yeah, Danny is horrible. If you side with Danny, you are the people that the movie was based on. You fall into a cult mentality and you are what's scary about the movie. Her boyfriend was distant. Yeah. But like he had a lot to deal with. He cheated on his girlfriend because he was fucking drugged and sexually assaulted and then stuffed into a bear costume and burned alive. And people like, yeah, she got away. No, no. She joined a cult and murdered her boyfriend. Yes horrible i don't know how people can side with her at all i
0: gotta i gotta revisit midsummer that's one i want to redo on the show because that was an early episode i was when i saw the movie i was in a bad mood so i think i i want to watch it unbiased i, I, I feel seen, like i will come to the same conclusion but i i'll I wanna... say
2: i've seen it twice and i've seen on unri- like the, the extended director like almost three hour long cut of the film it's okay like it is an okay it's film not, it's
1: not great but Fucking hate it when people like gas. Donnie got away. No, she didn't.
0: To quote the Grinch, "You've called down the
2: thunder. Now
0: get ready for the boom." what yeah. <laughs> just happened yeah. there?
2: <laughs> yeah, and again, it's another one of those cases of people being like, "It's not a horror film." It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's not. Like, it's not one of my favorites, but it's a horror film. Summer,
0: yeah. I don't
1: like, think Midsummer is scary. I mean, the cold, cold thing is scary, but it's not like your typical.
0: I feel like it's scarier if you're dating someone unstable. Yeah.
2: Yes. It, it, dude. Again, if I'm being honest, like that was a toxic relationship. Like, yes, was he a douchebag? He Should was he a have douche just broken bag. up. Should he have just broken up with her? Yes. yes. Do not yes. take the girl
1: you were
0: intending awesome. to break up with to Sweden for a weird like week among
1: the dude. village people. Yeah. Bad ideal. Fucking invites herself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, also but, but was she kind of like to an extent, emotionally manipulative, as we kind of came to learn, and a lot of our stuff, yes, like they were both horrendous human beings that were oddly perfect for each other, and they didn't want to admit it.
0: Yeah. Wicker Man's better, does it better, does Colts better, does people better, it's a better movie,
2: and, and it's an it's only an hour and a half long, and it's only an hour and a half long.
0: <laughs> it's a big deal for me. Um, okay, number two, the gingerbread cookie that is lowered down the chimney is attached to a hook. Uh, Meat hook or Ketroker in Icelandic is one of Iceland's 13 Yule lads who carries a meat hook, which he lowers down chimneys in order to steal meats smoking on the fire for Christmas. He visits on December 23rd. There is an Icelandic meat god who visits houses on Christmas Eve and steals their their roasts
1: and replaces it with gravlax. (laughs) My God, Iceland. (laughs) No red meat. Eat fish instead. I love that his name is literally just Meat Hook.
0: You can get a little bit more creative than
2: that. Nope, that's about as creative as you're getting out of that one. Uh,
0: Number three, in the movie, Max shares some candy from his Halloween stash to comfort his cousins. Inside his stash, you can see a lollipop identical to the one used as a weapon by the demonic child Sam from Michael Doherty's film Trick or Treat, which is pretty cool. I didn't notice that first time Need to see it the second time uh, Kill okay, well, a lollipop I remember that
2: Yeah Well this was a not. This was a Naughty Cut Exclusive Like scene uh, Not in the theatrical cut This wasn't the answer Into the Naughty Cut So yep. you could get An easter egg tie in Yeah I, think I, producers,
1: I remember that scene Yep
2: <laughs> You think the producers Were like That
0: is a nod To an unsuccessful movie Get that out of here
2: Yeah probably <laughs> I fucking hate producers He uses a, a lollipop No one's yeah. going to get this Mike Take it out
0: in Trick or Treat the the main villain is this it's supposed to be like Satan the demon the demon of Halloween in this little like sack boy costume and he's got a sharp lollipop that he uses to like kill a couple people.
2: Yeah. If you I take away like the murder cute kid. You got to take away the murder. Is <laughs> Trick or Treat a fun
0: movie? It's an anthology series about like rant, a few weird horror Halloween shit happening on Halloween to a certain people that all ties together at the end. It's good. You like it? It's a great film. Um, I give Krampus an eight. I'm sticking with that. I think it's a wonderfully eccentric, freaky Christmas adventure. Gets better with each viewing and it's become a staple of my hol- uh, my holiday rotation.
2: Yeah, I give it an eight, also. It's a it's a fun film, really shows that Michael Doherty has a has a weird knack for like themed holiday-themed horror films. And you know. Now that he has done his hand at like a super big movie like Godzilla the King of the Monsters, I am looking forward to what he does next. Whether that be fucking Trick or Treat Two or something else entirely, I'm betting on something else entirely. You um, know, considering his record with the X
0: Men, I would love if he's the guy who helms the X Men for the MCU. That
1: would be
2: great. Fucking Man. dope. Look, I'm just if you can't tell, I'm betting nothing on Trick or Treat Two because I will not get excited for what I really want until I see it happen. Um, I, I understand yeah but uh yeah no it's just a solid film that you know great cast great set pieces perfect balance of that c- cynical like horror like i talked about earlier the horror cynicism meets the cri- positive christmas spirit that yeah i this has become a, a an easy rotation watch for me so eight out of ten for me
1: yeah i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon i'm gonna give it an eight too just it falls right in you know it fits nicely in your rotation of Christmas movies. It's got a good lesson, which I think all Christmas movies should have. Um, You're talking about the naughty cut, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, what the hell? Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, so don't one watch that the you own. You,
2: you own, right? The naughty cut.
1: <laughs> yeah, I own it. It's over there on the other side of the room. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, eight fantastic. It's it creeps me out still. Um, I'm a bitch for aesthetic horror villains and Krampus is so menacing um, but what I really do want is I want a sequel where uh, Krampus visits um, the Home Alone kid <laughs> because uh, Krampus is not getting in that house it's his house he has to defend it
0: oh my god that would be incredible
2: I would Just love that. an increasingly more flustered Krampus like what the fuck this is usually this really sucks. easy he takes a <laughs> paint pan in his is...
0: face. He stumbles outside. He's like, What's
2: going
1: on? <laughs> this isn't right. Oh, the mask falls off, and it's just
2: Marv. It's Marv. <laughs> Even like the gingerbread men come running out, they're like, Krampus, what the fuck? We, we're we not used to this. He's fighting back. I can I see was... him,
1: one of the gingermen's soggy, soaked in milk. He's like, Please help. <laughs> I can see the teaser trailer right now. It's, you know,
0: of uh, a, a snowy Chicago suburb. Krampus is on a on a roof. He climbs off the roof. He walks up to this house, and you just the camera pans over to the mailbox and it just says McAllister. And everyone's like,
2: Ah, ah fuck. That's part is instead of getting a new like kid to be Macaulay Culkin's character, it's McCauley Colkin in his fucking late 30s. Dude, yes, and he's
1: like, he's like, Chris this fucking sucks, dude. You know what it is? It's 30 years later every single year his family forgets about him so at this point he's fucking done he's like fuck christmas i'm done so he does something krampus is like i'm gonna fuck this kid up and then he's like no you know what fuck you and then you know Mm man there you go i would have it be 30
0: year old macaulay colkin playing 11 year old kevin McAllister. (laughs) (laughs) just never address it he's still he's still a child and they're all like well we're gonna go we're doing florida again don't be late and he's like i'm not going
2: i'm not tired of this shit you know what he probably would do he he has and kind of proven to like have zero issues embracing the whole home alone fame yeah even now he is all in on he's like yeah that's what i'm famous for i'm cool with it (laughs) (laughs) i mean he grows up to be jigsaw i mean you know whatever i love that theory
0: (laughs) (laughs) ah this was fun uh Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, If you like the show, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com or send us a message through the socials. Check out our website, filmgasm.com, where we have articles, reviews, trailers of upcoming films and every episode of our shows. If you want to support the show through Anchor, you can click on Support This Podcast on your preferred provider. We appreciate it. Uh, Next week is the last Filmgasm of the year. This year flew the fuck by Uh, what better way to ring in 2023 than with the 1980 holiday slasher film, new year's evil. A DJ receives a call from a mysterious killer who says that every time new year strikes in each time zone, someone's going to die ending with the DJ herself. The film is currently streaming on prime video and paramount plus. I haven't seen this one yet, but it felt like the perfect send off for 2022. Thanks for sticking with us this long. Uh, so I know nothing about New Year's Evil beyond the log line on IMDB. Uh Caleb, you said it was
2: it was good. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. It's uh uh Josh showed it to me last year. It's my first time watching it, and it's it's fun. It's definitely like it is definitely an 80s slasher, you know, holiday themed movie. I won't deny that with the requisite amount of sleeves and everything I've I've come to enjoy about the subgenre. Um, but it you know, it takes advantage of its look, it's entertaining enough. The kills are pretty like good and creative and gory so i i had a fun time with it good to know good to know but but you also like friday the 13th so you know we were bonding so good earlier you're just shitting on that bond (laughs) yeah
1: I, i i sorry to interrupt your closing statements i just want to say i joined the podcast this year um and my year has been made better for it so i'm really happy to be part of the team. Thank you very much. I want to say now because it won't be on the next episode, but yeah, truly, you guys are like my family now. You guys are opening my eyes too. I thought I was a a movie guy before this, but and and now I'm, you know, I truly am a movie guy. So thank you very much for having me be a part of this.
0: You're very welcome, man. I appreciate that. You're you're a welcome addition. You brought some some new blood to this show. We've had some killer episodes together, and I'm I'm glad you you, you came on board.
1: Yeah, of course, man. I'm I'll be here as long as you want me um but uh, if i write the fucking bio <laughs> yeah
2: we still need that still yeah that's that can still be my christmas that. present yeah there you go there you go <laughs> no yeah it it's it's been great i i i need you to like fire 13th though i need to get on that right you need oh, to get bro, on the stand um it's a
1: good movie it's just not great
2: not even good hey you <laughs> shut up over there it's a good movie um don't don't you shut your face. <laughs> it's a good goddamn movie. Nice fresh blood to this and I get breaks because of it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thank
0: yeah. Uh don't miss the 2019 remake of Black Christmas on Fridays Beyond the Bad and the Christmas classic It's a Wonderful Life on Oscar Sunday. Until then. Put up with your shitty family if you have to. Just don't accidentally summon Krampus to handle them. Otherwise, the neighborhood's going to pay for it. Have a lovely holiday. Keep watching movies.